Hi, I'm Francis Hellier, and welcome to my podcast, Metaverse. Dedicated to the emerging world of the metaverse, this podcast aims to demystify and unpack the possibilities of the digital future just dawning over the horizon. In each episode, I talk to leaders in this growing space who are forging this new reality. From innovators in AR and VR, to futurists in crypto and space travel, and forecasters in business and tech. Together, we'll ask the question, what's next? Today, I'm joined by Alison Frenzy, co-founder and chief executive of Camera IQ. Founded in 2016, Camera IQ is the world's first augmented reality platform for camera marketing. Working with top brands such as Nestle, EA, and Atlantic Records, the company quickly and easily creates AR experiences for various social platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Through her exploration of the intersection between design, architecture, and human interaction, Alison became interested in how technology could bridge our online and offline worlds. Alison, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome to the Metaverse. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here today. So Alison, since founding Camera IQ in 2016, how has augmented reality developed and how have you adjusted to those new developments? At Camera IQ, we use a framework for both how augmented reality will develop, but also broadly how we see the Metaverse developing. Um, So that framework that we use um, is people, things, and places. And people is really the use of the camera for self-expression and communication. And it's why we've seen AR get mass adoption on social, right? We were using, we're all using the camera to communicate, to express, to play. Things is is how um, we can really be using the camera for AR or even if we talk more broadly about XR for utility. So being able to use it for product visualization, product try-on, and also for digital goods. And if we're talking kind of broad metaverse and then places is kind of the culmination of how we can actually create these virtual spaces or overlays in our physical environment that really are kind of grouping people and things, right? So if we look at Nike land really is kind of, it is, a people experience, right? We can play a game, but then we can purchase things from playing those games. At Camera IQ, we really started um, with a focus on people because that's where consumer behavior was. And as we looked at how do you help brands enter the ecosystem um, and make an investment, we felt it was important for them to be focused on where the most consumers were, where they could test and learn quickly. Now as a company, in addition to people, we're very focused on things. Obviously the pandemic accelerated us living our lives through the lens of the camera, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately, however you wanna kind of look at that and the ability to transact through the camera. And so um, for us, we absolutely believe there's a time horizon to places at scale, but we see people and things as kind of a foundational the foundational building blocks to that larger kind of metaverse vision I think we all share. Amazing stuff. Now, Camera IQ was founded on the principle that the camera is no longer a camera. Can you explain the meaning behind this? So, you know, you're you're familiar with this, but for listeners, our cameras today are smart, if you will. Um, we have algorithms running that help cameras understand what it is that they're seeing, um, whether that's features of a face that help them recognize a face, planes, or we could talk about image recognition, object recognition, etc. But all of that data actually allows us to start to understand our world um, with so much 
deeper context um, and make the camera no longer just a passive kind of capture device, but a computing platform where we can, in the case of augmented reality, start to actually superimpose content into the environment that the camera is viewing. You describe the AR experiences you create as a, a crucial part of the metaverse. How is it so? Francis, if you had to guess how much data is uploaded to the internet every day, do you have any sense? I've got literally no idea at all. <laughs> I, um, I, I can't even hazard a guess at that one, I'm afraid. Yeah. So there's 2.5 quintillion bytes of data uploaded to the internet every oh, day. Oh, I, sh- I, sh- I should have guessed. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that one. Um, so that's 18 <laughs> zeros. <laughs> and for us, when we think about the metaverse, um, the metaverse is really the next iteration of the internet. At Camera IQ, we, you know, or as myself, Allison, you know, I believe the metaverse is going to be kind of in two primary formats. One is virtual reality, whether that's through desktop gaming console or even a head-mounted display. Um, And then there's augmented reality, which the primary way today that we're engaging with those is through our mobile devices, but perhaps head-mounted displays in the future, perhaps holograms. I think there's lots of multimodal computing in our future. And so at Camera IQ, the reason we talk about the AR experiences that are being created on our platform as part of the metaverse is they're really just kind of the first keyhole into this world where we're going to be able to map content in a persistent shared way. Um, and so they're, they're kind of these discrete experiences that are, again, this kind of the first building block to any brand, person, business building their metaverse presence. Do you think the metaverse will upend traditional marketing and create a whole new model for digital marketeers? And if so, why is that? Yes and no. No, because today I'm going to use a term I'm not particularly fond of because it feels very marketing. Um, But today marketers are required to be omni-channel, right? They have to meet their consumer everywhere um, on every channel. In addition to that, brands or marketers are required to be authentic, right? So how they show up matters just as much as where they show up. And the reality is with the metaverse is we are building a metaverse or a multiverse, not a monoverse. Um, You can't just build for a single platform and expect that to be it. Um, Just like you can't just build your website and they will come. You have to, you're doing out of home, you're doing social, you're doing direct mail, you're kind of testing all these various channels to reach your consumer in many ways, if not more so the same is going to be true for the metaverse, right? How are you partnering to show up in other brands worlds? How are you advertising? What is your native experience? So on and so forth. So for me, I think the biggest change will be for brands to recognize just like they have to think about experience design when they're thinking about their in-store experience, let's say if they have one, um, or their unboxing experience, let's say if they're a D2C brand, they'll have to think through that when they're building interactive experiences, whether that's in AR or in a virtual environment. So how should uh, brands today, today think about marketing the metaverse? What can they actually do to start? Yeah, well, I'm aggressively always going to say that, you know, I think AR is the gateway to the metaverse. It's the best place to get started because, again, there's 1 billion mobile um, AR users today growing at a 30% annual rate. So in terms of a brand just test and learning, um, it's going to be your lowest barrier entry. 
even more so test and learning on social is going to lower the barrier to entry and cost even more. And really AR is just VR with the lights out. Um, so anything you build in AR can be repurposed for a virtual environment. So that would be the place I would suggest getting started is to think about how do consumers want to engage with you um, in AR? And, and to that end, I would think about it from how do you as a brand participate in a cultural moment through AR? Um, so the same way in the kind of silliest example is um, it's National Donut Day. You might post a picture of Bart Simpson eating a donut on your Instagram. Well, could you reimagine that as donut glasses or you know something silly that actually just is speaking to a cultural moment that folks want to participate in that's coming from your brand to um, how could you be using AR in a product launch to showcase whether it's a physical product in terms of product try-on or product visualization, perhaps you have a service, how do you prep your, perhaps your game, how do you start to give part of that experience over to your consumer through AR? Do you have any strategic advice for brands on how they can plan for metaverse marketing in particular? You touched obviously on the, on the donuts. Is there anything else yeah. you can suggest from a marketing standpoint? Suggest this both from a marketing and commerce standpoint, but I think one of the best things a brand can be doing, and this is, I think both works for companies that are providing services, but in particular for companies that are selling goods is to start digitizing your products. So many brands that we meet today don't have a digital library of their goods, meaning 3D models. And, and it's quite, you know, can be an investment to go back and retro doing your library, but certainly starting to make that investment at the top of production, in my opinion, is one of the best things you can be doing both for AR, but also for VR. Can you give some examples of some brands that are really getting it right in the metaverse and some brands that are failing? And what advice would you give to those brands? I don't think any brands are failing. I think any brand that's... Oh, come or- on. Come on. You know there's some... We'll talk about brands that are winning <laughs> and then I can, I'll can. i point to brands I think that could be... Improve their offer. Taking in a more authentic like approach. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in terms of... In terms of, you can tell what line of business in. I'm like, I love all this. <laughs> um, in terms, I think, of brands that are winning, you know, to name some of our customers, I Smashbox Cosmetics is, is a brand we've worked with for a number of years. And one of the things I love about their approach is they really are taking a full funnel approach to the metaverse. Um, what I mean by that is um, for them, it is people, things, and places. So they put as just as much emphasis on how do we create um, moments for our audience and our fans to play with us. Um, so could be creating AR effects for Halloween or for Pride uh, as much as they're investing in their library of digital assets to drive virtual try-on to check out. Um, and so to me, that's always exciting to see again, really thinking through that top of funnel to conversion motion. I think music has been a pioneer in the metaverse space. Um, I think, you know, it's always music and porn are first movers on technology. See, I always say this as well. I always say this. I'm glad you said that. You know, they may not, they may not, you know, 
to start, they may want to deal because they're working with artists, but really um, music has always been a pioneer in technology and certainly in the metaverse. I know our first com- customer is Atlantic Records. We now work with every major um, record label to help them scale this because every artist is publishing AR for every single and for their merch. But I think what's amazing is to also see artists, you know, doing concerts in Fortnite and really, you know, there's Wave VR really thinking about the future of music and fan interaction has been really exciting to see. I'm a fan. I did not work on it just to make clear. I, I am a fan of, um, in particular, Vans World in, in Roblox. Um, for two reasons. I can't skateboard. Um, and it's really satisfying to have my avatar be able to skateboard and just kind of tool around. For me, I've gone into the experience more times than I would have ever thought. Um, the other thing that I have found Vans is doing incredibly well is every time I visited the experience, it's updated. And um, so me, most recently when I went back, they had a pop-up with North Face. And I loved that they were thinking about this world as ever-changing, but also a place that they could pull adjacent brands into and, and create moments for, for their players. Um, so that has been exciting to see. In terms of experiences that could perhaps be improved. There you go. That's, that was a good, that was very, very professionally handled there. Actually, it touches on kind of, again, going back to this idea of 2.5 quintillion bytes of data being uploaded to the internet each day. If you're going to engage in the metaverse, you can't do it once and expect it to be relevant um, and for people to continue coming back. Um, So recently I was in Decentraland. Um, I went and visited Samsung's storefront that they've built there. Um, I used to live in New York, so I've been to the storefront in New York. Pretty cool that the outside is a, is a replica that, that felt interesting. But when I got inside, it was confusing. It wasn't directly connected to what they do as a brand and so far as their technology. And then oddly, there was a game that you played and it was supposed to be, you're supposed to like execute and get your, these cardboard boxes that you were hunting for in by Valentine's day, but I was playing at the end of February. So again, that kind of keeping it relevant and fresh and timely wasn't there. So I got there as a consumer and just kind of felt like, oh, they don't really care about this world that they built. It kind of felt like showing up on a different website. So my takeaway there isn't great attempt. You wanted to create an interactive experience. You took something from the real world and brought it into the virtual but in terms of keeping it fresh and timely and the game itself was quite odd, you know, didn't work for me personally. So I think that's right. And I think that it's about, it's about building that strategy as a permanent strategy, not just something you just touch on once, isn't it? If you are going to touch on it once, take it down. It's okay. Exactly. Like you can do a pop-up, but just don't leave your pop-up there unattended, if you will. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, you talked about being able to skateboard in the metaverse. Uh, there's a great number of things I can't do, so I'm very much looking forward to exploring all of those, all of those things in the metaverse. How do you talk about technology bridging the gap between the online and offline worlds that we all exist in? Do you think those worlds will ever actually be bridged? I mean, I think in particular, that's the promise of AR. And I think in particular, it's probably the promise of the metaverse is in something that AR is not delivering on today is at scale, at least with the exception of 
Niantic and the games that they're building um, is persistent shared experiences. Um, and what I mean by that is right now, the majority of AR experiences that I enter just for me alone to experience. And I, I think when we can start to have persistent, meaning I, a digital asset can live in the world and it's anchored there and it will be there over time, whether or not I'm looking at it and shared meaning um, Francis, both you and I can participate in it together will be a big unlock of our on and offline worlds. Um, currently, there's really nothing, I feel at least, more disruptive than when I pick up my phone in front of anyone. I'm essentially teleporting myself elsewhere. I believe with AR in the metaverse, meaning it's a persistent shared experience, we start to kind of have the ability to merge our on and offline worlds in a way that I hope can help us be more human. So Alison, what are your predictions for the next 10 to 15 years? First off, I love your time horizon. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. It's, it is specific, but it's also realistic, um, meaning the metaverse is here now in a fragmented way, and it's the right time for a brand to be test and learning. It's, I think, just like early days of the internet, of e-commerce of social people who start early are going to win. Um, but just like the internet, it's going to take 10, 15, 20 years to be the rich experience we have on the web today. So in terms of my prediction, look, I think you're going to see, I think virtual communities, virtual campfires, virtual worlds aren't going anywhere. I think they're going to be over the next 10 years. I think we're going to see a larger demographic of people participating as they move more mainstream. I tend to think in terms of hardware until head-mounted displays in for AR specifically are as um, affordable as our Warby Parkers and interchangeable. I have a hard time imagining that beyond maybe in a professional setting um, or at home that I'm going to be wearing a head-mounted display out in public. It's a fashion accessory. My phone, yes, it's a part of me, but like it's not. Um, if we're going to put something on our faces, I think it has to. You have to be able to customize it and be in, in be individualized. Um, I do think Apple entering the ecosystem will be explosive. I think the Asian markets entering the ecosystem in terms of hardware will be explosive and kind of the democratization of of the hardware. But again, for now, I think the places that businesses should be doubling down or thinking about how do we engage people through the camera on social? Um, how do we build camera first experiences into our own customer funnel on our e-commerce sites, SMS, text messages, email, et cetera, and then looking for the right opportunities in virtual worlds to either partner with folks that are investing in evergreen worlds and communities or building a true strategy to actually scale something if you have the means and bandwidth to do so. Exciting times. Now, what does the future hold for you, Alison, and for Camera IQ? The next few months are going to be really exciting. We're releasing um, a new web product. Um, I think one of the things that's unique about our approach, again, is not just, hey, how do you integrate this into your e-commerce site, but making that flexible enough that you can invoke it through text, through email, um, on e-commerce and making sure those are rich interactive experiences. So that broadening that distribution is something we're really excited about. And then the other, which, you know, I touched on is VR is just AR with the lights out. Um, I think over the next 18 months, you'll start to see us 
explore how in building AR experiences, those can be translated for virtual experiences. Great stuff. You've been listening to Metaverse with me, Francis Hellier. Thank you to my guest, Alison Frenzy, for a fantastic conversation. Tweet us at Metaverse Pod with any suggestions or feedback. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please do share a link on social media. You can sign up to receive an email when a new episode drops at our website, metaverse.fm. <laughs>